0: Blob Talk Radio. Hi everybody, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. It's a beautiful weekend. It's been absolutely gorgeous. I'm broadcasting here from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan after a lovely weekend. A little rainy today, but yesterday (coughs) was absolutely stunning. And um, We have an interesting week ahead of us. We have a full moon tonight at 9.30. I'm doing it 7.30 after the show. I'm doing a webinar on this full moon. It's a particularly volatile moon, very potent. As you might have noticed, the world's been a little extra wild and crazy this last week. And next week ahead is going to be something of another worldly adventure. Uh, And I don't often say that. I try and do positive astrology here uh, for the most part. But every now and then we have a week ahead that we go... Wow, what's that going to be about? So we have a lot next week. And this week, of course, we launch it with this fiery new moon tonight at 9.30, 7 in Aries, uh, with Jupiter on the ascendant of the chart cast for the D.C., for Washington, D.C. in the United States. So we'll talk about it. And also we're having Mercury stationing to go direct today today. And we, this morning, we had a particularly snarky Mercury retrograde since March because Mercury was in the sign of fighting and arrows and knives and sharp tongues and ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta, and I'm going to tell you what I think, whether you like it or not. So now he goes direct, and he has one more pass after all over all these planets. So he's going to give us the third version, third and final version, kind of is that your final answer? You know, in the game shows when they ask him and they go, ooh, should that be my final answer? I don't know. But this week has tons of stuff in it. For one, Chiron enters Aries, and Chiron, as you know, is where the wound in each of our charts live. Now, when I talk to people about the Saturn, they always go, "Yeah, yeah, Saturn, yeah, yeah," rah, rah, rah. and they complain about them. When you talk to them about their Chiron, it's when they cry. Okay. So Chiron is finishing up a 50-year cycle. He's entering Aries this week. He's going to go retrograde a little bit, so he's going to, you know, he's going to be in Aries for a while, and he's going to retrograde back into Pisces. Last time this happened was 1968, and those of you who remember, <clears throat> who are a little older among my older listeners, that was a pretty volatile time in our country. A lot of assassinations then, a lot of people getting shot, uh, and a lot of awareness around firearms and, you know, the death of the kings kind of thing. And of course, the Pluto, the new moon chart has the death of the king. Uh, in it, death of ener- death energy, very strong death energy in this new moon chart. Of course, we did invade uh, Syria, but Chiron stations to go direct. Or I'm sorry, changes signs and goes into Aries on April 17th. Uh, at uh, so when that, when that happens, we're going to really feel that change shift because he's shifting out of water, mutable water, changeable water, ocean water, sacrificial water into incredible angry, feisty Aries energy. Now, of course, Mercury is in Aries, stationing to go direct today, and he's going to go back over those planets he's been talking to. And what are those planets he's been talking to? Well, he's been talking to the Capricorn planets. So in addition to Chiron going direct this week, we also have Saturn stationing to go retrograde and go backwards for a few months until the beginning of September and Saturn is going to station to go retrograde on the same day that Chiron goes into Aries on April 17th. Okay? And he's stationing to go retrograde at 9 Capricorn 08. Not to be outdone, not to be left out, Pluto stations to go retrograde next Sunday at 27 17 Capricorn, and he's going to be retrograded until the beginning of October. So think about it. Mercury's direct in a fiery sign, going through these guys, stimulating them again. Chiron's shifting signs into Aries. He's not going to be stimulated by Mercury, thank heavens, but he is shifting for the first time in 50 years into the sign of war. And of course, that's when the protests against the Vietnam War really took off was in 68 when last time 50 years ago was the last time he was in he was in Aries and then you know we have the Saturn station every year uh you know that's part of the deal we all go backwards so the retrograde people people with Saturn retrograde now wake up and they get busy through the end of August and the rest of us are asked to review everything that we've been doing since the beginning of February because he's going to go back to two and a half Capricorn the Pluto people all of us who have been dealing with Pluto rolling between 18 and 21 are now going to deal with him going backwards to station again at 18. Um, and he, he was at 17 last year, so he's going back and stationing, going back over this section again. But two two outer planet stations, plus Mercury stationing to go direct, plus New Moon on war on Uranus and Aries, plus Chiron changing signs. <laughs> Not to mention the sun's going into Taurus, right? So the sun goes into Taurus, happy, happy Taurus, it's springtime. The sun goes into Taurus this week also. And he goes into Taurus on April 19th. But he doesn't go into Taurus before he stimulates Uranus. And he stimulates Uranus on the 16th by declination and on the 18th by conjunction, So, we are anticipating a very, very out of control, fiery, you thought last week was crazy, this week's going to be nothing compared to last week. Um, Last week's going to be nothing, rather, compared to this week. There's an example of Mercury retrograde screwing me up. We also have, because the planets are stationing, Mars right now is currently captured between Saturn and Pluto, right? But capture is a loose term right so he, he's captured but he's in there doing stuff now he has an aspect to chiron on the 19th bringing up the wounds because he's in a quintile aspect but he's also then going to catch up to pluto and cross over him so we watch these energies and we go wow this is a really volatile crazy week any one of these aspects i could talk about for an hour I mean, I have a half an hour, so I'm not even getting into it, except to say, hang on to your hats. And be very aware that everybody's having these aspects. So the people that are psychologically not wrapped very tightly can really go off the rails. People that are hanging on by a thread can take off people that you know like just because they're old and there's time to die or they're hanging on a thread because they're terribly depressed and they don't know what to do this is the this is when there's action taken. So you do want to check in with the folks that you know that are having a hard time and also just realize that the world is going to be very very wild and very very crazy this next week. now last week when trump when I woke up to the Trump tower having a fire, <clears throat> I was like, oh well, it's the ascendant Uranus is in his ninth house. The fire is legal matters. Fire is on legal. Legal matters are on fire. And then his attorney got raided, and then Comey's book came out, and then he fired Scooter Libby. John Bolton started on Monday. A guy resigned under John Bolton. And then Scooter Libby was when John Bolton was part of the Bush White House. He, for those of you who don't follow politics, he was the one that leaked. He was found guilty of lying to the government about leaking Valerie Plame's identity. Um, and convicted of the same and he and George George Bush and Dick Cheney had a huge fight over pardoning Scooter and George said I'm not going to send him to jail but I'm not going to pardon him either so they had a big falling out so that energy you know last week what was crazy and then of course we bombed Syria you know (laughs) like can't make this stuff up this week even bigger okay and much more potent because normally we go to war on pluto stations well pluto's not stationing till next sunday and suddenly we're at war so i'm like you know what's going to go on this week i can't even begin to think but we also know that it's very very intense and very potent and it also is part of all of our jobs as good astrologers or heaven students of the heaven to understand these are transits they will pass but we also really need to honor that people are going to be very energetically affected by them and that because there is so much energy in the heavens, we're going to really feel it. Now, I'm doing a new moon webinar at 7.30 on the Aries new moon and when you have that much potent energy, it's really important but the thing I found fascinating when I was preparing for tonight was the uh, Saturn stations, it mimics, the Saturn station on Tuesday mimics, it's got scorpio rising jupiter on the ascendant and the uranus sun in the fifth house like the new moon chart does so we're really having the heavens amplify the energy over and over think about the odds of the planets happening at the same time so the new moon tonight is 9:30 something and the saturn station on the 17th is 947 so the charts look identical except the moon has now wandered off to go hang out with venus So I was like, whoa, whoa, did I do that wrong? And I'm like, no, that's right. That's Mercury retrograde. (laughs) No, no, that's exact. The charts are in the same configuration. So for everybody, wherever you are in the country, wherever the new moon lands in your chart, right behind it, Saturn's going to come and vibe the new moon energy on the 17th, on Tuesday. So for all of us, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, big time, and then we roll out of it into Pluto, stationing at 22 and Pluto is stationing on the descendant on the angle of the chart cost, for chart cast for Washington it's also the same degree of the upcoming eclipse in July so a lot of intense energy up there and of course once the Sun moves out of Aries before he does he hits Uranus and he wakes up that fire energy and then he dives into Taurus and he goes bye-bye. <laughs> You can almost hear them lighten the match and imagine taking off. Back when I was younger, I read a book by Stephen King called The Stand. And one of the characters in the book would run around and blow up. You know, it was the virus came and killed everybody except for like 1%. And then they had a dream, either the old lady in Denver or the black-headed man in Vegas. And they would have, they would migrate, whoever's left alive would migrate to one of those places. But there was a fire starter guy, he would run around and blow up oil plants and blow up refineries and blow up chemical plants. He wasn't like an arsonist, and he would light the match and then he would take off and go boom. And I just looked at the energy this week and I went, that's what we're having. We're having that guy from the stand blowing up stuff. <clears throat> so for all of us, you know, because, you know, you know, we like our lives to be nice, you know, we like our lives to be kind of hanging out this is a week where we're going to really go wow that was the week that was um there also was a book called seven days in may and this is like seven days in april so i'm like and and if you don't know what that book was don't go read it this week because you really don't want that reference in your head but um the it was a book i read a long time ago and it's old book old book because i'm an old fart but those of you who are younger and read seven days in may you remember it and it was i think they made it into a movie too but this week, incredibly intense energy. Now, when we have this kind of intense energy, the good thing about it is it allows us to launch ourselves into new, new activities. And that's helpful because there's so much stuff in the sky. And one of my favorite students, one of my favorite, she's an astrologer, she's not really a student anymore, one of my favorite people on the world, Maria, Maria Wander, always says you can take the energy and transmute it. Just transmute the energy. It's just juicy energy. Figure out how to transmute it. So I'm like, all right, how the hell do I transmute this? So what I'm going to say to you is there you have goals and dreams, and Mars is exalted right now, captured as he is between Saturn and Pluto. And so he's besieged, but he also is hes Mars, you know, and he's exalted. And even though Saturn is saying to him, ha, 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 slow down, slow down. And Pluto's saying to him, ha, 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 follow the rules. I'm in charge of the transformation. Mars next week is going to break free of the two of them. So what you want to do this week is bide your time, if need be, and say, okay, you know, I'm going to bide my time until I get past Pluto, which is going to happen in a day or two. Or move forward so one of the things I saw you know I kind of pay attention to the the stories is the new woman who's on Roseanne who's playing the teenage daughter and she said well when I I took the, there's two little grandchildren too there's three grandchildren she's the teenage one and then there's two young kids she said well I took their hands and I I, I led them in she said but I was holding their hands because I wanted them to hold my hands right And I thought, oh, that's a lovely imagery. You know, like I'm helping them, but they're actually helping me calm down too. The week, because when planets station, especially outer planets, we have earthquakes, we have lots of hoo-ha, we have uh, earthquakes, we have tornadoes, we have volcanoes. And these two outer planets stationing as they do, we're going to watch for where the midpoint falls. And the midpoint is going to be about 15 Capricorn. So if you have stuff at 15 Capricorn, you're not only getting the Saturn and Pluto stationing, 15-16 Cap, you're also getting the um, uh, the midpoint is getting triggered very strongly because that those two planets are both stopped in the sky, and pulling that energy in, right? That makes sense. So Saturn's at nine, seven, and Pluto's at 21, 17. So essentially, the two of them are parked stopped hanging out, and what that does is that makes the degree of Capricorn, um, the Saturn-Pluto midpoint, be particularly volatile, which is 15 degrees, 12 minutes of Capricorn or any cardinal sign, Cancer, Aries, Libra, right? So our job is to know that those, those points are highly, highly sensitive and particularly sensitized to activity and actions. Standing on either side of them uh, is Mercury with Eris. That's also at 1512. And the Sun, the marriage planet, Sun with marriage, uh, Sun Juno, is at 1452. And Sun Chiron is at 1621. But Mercury, Eris, Saturn, Pluto, exactly at the same degree of 1512 cap means very important information that is the truth, because Mercury is going direct, that might be wounding because it's with Eris or it might be designed to make you change your mind. I've been doing a lot of work with Eris lately and she is present in times when things like Galileo says hey you know how you thought that the sun revolved around the earth actually what happens is the earth revolves around the sun now don't go shooting me for breaking up your worldview here when Joan of Arc when Martin Luther when the King James Bible was published saying you can read the Bible you don't have to rely on anybody to tell you what it is so this is a week where the universe is going to really ask us to think And if you have anything at 15 of the cardinal, actually, if you have anything at 15, it's going to get activated by the Mercury Eris midpoint, and it's going to get activated more importantly by the Saturn Pluto midpoint, which is going to say, does this need to fall apart? Does this structure need to stand? Or does it need to go? Now, I'm particularly sensitized to the Saturn Pluto because in 1982, that was when my mother got diagnosed with cancer. And then died, right? So I like watch that planet, I, like, I watch that point like a hawk. So I know I'm a little alarmist here. But you also, because what it can also be is you're totally changing the structure of your relation in a positive way. And that's fabulous. That's using Maria's theory of take the energy and shift it into something really good, because you can, because <coughs> energy is not one thing or the other, it's out there to be used. And for all of us who docked, I mean I did a presentation on Friday out on Long Island N C G R chapter and I finished with the presentation and the person who brought me said, Ah, oh, we just started bombing Syria while you were talking. I'm like, Really? Wow. So watch for the craziness and just know it's gonna be in the world at the degree of fifteen. Of course fifteen fixed is the world axis. So that's fifteen Scorpio, fifteen Leo, fifteen Taurus, fifteen Aquarius, right? Uh, And those areas are going to also be activated because this midpoint is at 15. So just kind of know we're having a little excitement and it's a crazy week. And it also is a very primal week because the moon is running from Aries and then it's going to be in Taurus and then it's going to be in Gemini and then it's going to be in Cancer. And also check in on the folks that you love if they're having a hard time or if you know someone who's really not <clears throat> feeling very rapt these days, follow up with them because it's a big week for going, I can't take it anymore. Um, so the, right now we'll do the moons. Let's get the moons out. we got the new moon webinar tonight available to purchase, 9.57 p.m. I thought it said 37. It's at 57 actually. Uh, it's tonight, but it's at 7.30 tonight on my, my webinar is. Um, the moon goes void tomorrow at 1.59 with the moon joining the sun, which kind of sets off the week. And then it's void in the morning, entering Taurus at 4.51. So it's going to be in Taurus on Monday, Tuesday, going void at 6.05, moon-sun conjunction, moon-venus conjunction, positive energy Monday and Tuesday. Saturn, of course, stations to go retrograde Tuesday night, 9.47 p.m. Uh, And then moon goes into Gemini uh, 8.02 a.m., and it's in Gemini Tuesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, goes void at 8.05 a.m., Friday, void until 10.21, 10, 10.26 10, a.m. It goes void with a sextile, so that's again positive, both all week long positive voids. Then it goes into Cancer on uh, the 20th at 10.26 in the morning. It's in Cancer Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, Saturday. And there are the uh, Lyrids meteorite showers if you're in a dark place Saturday night, so make sure to watch those. And then it goes void at 10.58 a.m. on the 21st. And that's going to go void with a square to Uranus. So that's a big separating energy, the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. And, of course, that's the day that Pluto stations to go retrograde at 11.23. Now, the two things I can see that are positive <laughs> about these stations are that Saturn retrograde at 9.47 is stationing on a void moon, and Pluto's stationing retrograde at 1123 is stationing on a void moon. So that's positive, because void moons usually stop some of the problems. Um, and then the moon goes into Leo at 1 o'clock in the, 109 in the afternoon on Sunday, and it's in Leo Sunday, Monday, uh, Tuesday till 239 when it goes void with a trine to Uranus. So Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night next week is positive. That also is Earth Day. Um, and of course we have the taxes due, and we have the sun entering Taurus on Thursday at 11.13 p.m., right? So we've got these big, big, big things this week. And I guess what our job is is to remember sometimes we have weeks like this that are very big and very potent and very changeable. And our job when we're in them is to kind of go, okay, you know, what is, what am I trying to learn? Now the Saturn planet, Saturn's been in your Capricorn house since December. So he's been focusing you there. And Pluto right now is in the Virgo Deccan. So he's saying, I'm trying to fix this. I need your help. Let's go back and review what we need to do. So with both of them going backwards, they're going to ask us to revisit some of the decisions we've made and to look at them in a new way. So one of the other things that happened, I think it was this week, I'm losing track, Paul Ryan resigned, or didn't resign, he said he wasn't running for re-election. So I was muttering a little bit, like, okay, so you pass that goddamn tax code thing, and then you're leaving, and uh, you know, you're not even standing. And I'm like, well, he just doesn't want to know that everybody's going to throw him out of office, so he's going to quit while he's ahead. So we may see a lot of quitting while we're ahead, and we may see a lot of I'm opting out of the game. Because I'm not going to play anymore. Because we've had Saturn at five degrees, we feel it the five days before. So, watch where you're looking to opt out of the game and you don't want to play anymore. Because that's the other energy when Saturn stops and when Pluto stops and when the sun goes into Taurus. You go, you know what? I just don't want to do this. I'm done. I'm done. And, you know, so watch for the I'm done feeling, and in that area of your life, it does not mean you need to blow up the whole thing, but it does mean you need to change it. You need to shift it into something else that's a little more valuable to you, a little more important to you, and nothing like these kinds of transits to make you think, okay, I need to reassess where I am with my life and what I need to do with it, because they really bring us right down to Earth. And of course, they're both in Earth signs, both stations are in Earth signs, but they're also gonna be talking to us. Now, this is gonna be the first of many because Saturn and Pluto <clears throat> are traveling together for at least the next three years, right? So every time Pluto stations, Saturn's gonna station right nearby and vice versa because they're both in Capricorn. And so this is our first of a few with the idea being is the structure Saturn what you want or Pluto do you need to transform it and okay start now boom we station go till so we go direct boom september and you know honor that that that's the energy of the heavens as we get as they get closer together the stations will be closer together and there will be less opportunity to work on them as separate products or separate entities because they're going to be traveling in the same patch. Hopefully you all are feeling not too scared. I'm not scared, I'm just kind of intrigued, right? And watch whatever is at 15 cap, because it's really going to be kicking up, or 15, period, in your chart. Any 15, 14, 15s, you're going to really feel it this week. Um, oh, and that's any planet. like look in your chart, and the little guy with the little circle after it, that's the degree, anything you have it's 14, 15, 16, those points are going to be active and then find 15 in each house and that's the section of the the house that's going to be active so 15 capricorn in my case is in my 11th house of astrology right um find where it is in your chart all right so the sun this week goes from 26 aries to zero Taurus. It links up with Uranus by declination on April 16th. It links up with Uranus by zodiac degree on April 18th. Explosions, explosions. Then it goes into Taurus on April 19th. And it's then going to be grounded and solid and reliable and dependable and not nearly so crazy. And then it has a semi-sextile with Chiron in Aries, you know, because Chiron went into Aries earlier in the week. And then it also has a semi-square with Neptune on the 20th, which is a little bit of a sigh, like oh, we got through that, right? Mercury is stationing to go direct today, this morning, at 4:46 uh, degrees of Aries, and it's going forward. It's going to have this not very fast this week. It's only going to six, but it's going to semi-square Venus on the 16th, and it's going to sesquiquadrate Jupiter and Mercury, Sesquiquadrate Jupiter, normally they're buddies, but you know how sometimes even somebody you really like gets on your last nerve? Watch for that happening through words, through comments, through whatever. And on the 19th, be very aware that if you say something to someone and you go to them, you know, I've been talking to you about this and you really need to do something about this, and you start to give them a lecture, they will probably hit you. Okay, <laughs> so don't, you know, You know, if you've always, if you've told them 17 times, do not tell them the 18th time this week. You know, I'm a little concerned about you because blah, 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 blah. it's like, don't do it. Just leave it alone, especially towards the end of the week. Mercury's going to be in the mood to do that, and people are going to be very crabby. So, you know, you're going to get shot down. Venus goes from 20 Taurus to 28 Taurus. So she's busy. She's moving fast. She has the opposition to Jupiter on the 17th, which is uh, you know kind of a good news, bad news. It can also be a bit of overspending, and of course, that's tax day. Um, She also has a trine to Pluto on the 17th, where we find out what we can take off next year on our taxes. Some people are not going to be happy. Uh, Venus is also sesquicuadrate Saturn on the 19th, which is a hard, stressful aspect. Again, don't go giving anybody advice this week. It's a good week to listen. So when you take Mercury's advice, sit quietly, nod and smile and say, and how else are you feeling? Because people do not want to hear any lectures, although there will be a lot of pontificating, trust me. Venus's Quintile Series on April 21st, and that's also an opportunity for nurturing and caring. She has a nice relationship energy on the 22nd of partnering and moving forward, and also she's working on her dream, on the twenty-second, so go play with your Venus this week. Enjoy her after after we get past April seventeenth. But play with her because she's in a good spirit. She's in a good mood. She's in a happy sign, and she's feeling the love. Right. Um, she also is going to trigger Algols, so there is an opportunity to lose your head with her. But that's going to be on the nineteenth. So you know, after the nineteenth, she's she's in pretty good form. Mars is in 18, uh, stopped, or is moving direct, but he's basically just talking to Chiron on the 19th, so it's an opportunity to reopen the wound. Um, Saturn is, uh, Chiron now is in early Aries. Saturn is um, in conjunct Athena. So whatever your whatever your visions are, not really, they need to be adjusted. And Saturn stations to go retrograde on the 17th. Um, Pluto stations to go retrograde on the 20, 22nd. Chiron enters Aries on April 17th, new 80 year, new 50-year cycle. But again, boom! Chiron in the the sign of the wound into the wound sign, the wounding sign. Athena has really good strategic ideas on the 19th, so listen to her. Partnerships deeply challenged on the 20th. Don't end it. Agree to disagree. Go to another room lot of energy around ending relationships this week and then of course april 18th the south node hits eris the goddess of discord the goddess of war mars's sister so interesting week not pleasant but take as maria says you can take the energy and use it for something so when it gets activated say okay how can i use this positively how can i shift it And how can I clean, maybe clean my refrigerator, maybe, you know, something. But give it permission to turn into something else and honor the fact that everybody else who does not know about astrology is going to be calling you and saying, so like what is going on in the heavens? And you're going to go, well, it's actually a really interesting week. And what what, what are you feeling? Do not give them any advice. Let them vent. And on that note, the British lady says I'm done, so I wish you all a good week. And feel free to join me at my New Moon webinar where we will continue the conversation uh, in a half an hour. Take care and have a good week. Bye-bye.